0: Hello and welcome back to the Mask Dancer podcast, part of the Masked Singer Rahapa podcast here, where uh, we're back after a long, long hiatus to talk about the second half of the Masked Dancer season. That includes everything from the Super 6 all the way to the Diamond Champion, <laughs> the Diamond <laughs> Trophy being handed over to the winner, of course. And we'll talk about everything in between. OK, we we've got you covered here. I am, of course, your host, Pouya the Candle, Zan Vakili, back once again. And as always, I am not here alone. Could never do this on my own. I've got my my right hand person, my sidekick, my ride or die. It's Liana the Mirror Boris. Liana, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, I like to think that we are from Beauty and the Beast or something because they're the candle and the mirror.
0: That's yeah, like that's a Beauty why and The Beast
1: it. thing. Yeah. yeah, that's what that was about. Right, right, right. right? I definitely
0: right? did that with that in mind. Yes.
1: Yeah. tied Disney Renaissance. You know, that, that totally makes sense. Very thematic. <laughs>
0: that indeed it is very thematic. Always. Oh
1: man. Oh man. This is rough.
0: Well, what what's rough? <laughs> Will <Were> you? <laughs> I don't the, know do how podcasts podcast
1: about last shows anymore.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, wait, listen. No. It's, it's like. It's like it's like we gotta shake the cobwebs off. It's been almost a month since we've last spoken, uh, not to each other, but about mass content. But we're here, and I think that um, this is going to be very, very fun to talk about because mass dancer, honestly, ultimately, now that it's said and done, did not end up being as similar to the mass singer as I thought it was going to be, for better or for worse. And we know officially, of course, we should talk about it right out the gate. Mass singer season 5 is going to premiere on March 10th. That is less than a month away from now.
1: I know that's wild that it's coming back so quickly. I mean, it's not that quick, though, when I really think about it, but for some reason, it just feels, it feels so quick, maybe because the mass dancer really was there yes. to hold us over. But I you know, look, I had a great time watching the Mass Dancer. We'll get into all of our thoughts about the specifics of, of each episode. but um yeah, you know, and I'm ready I'm ready for the mothership to come back.
0: Yeah, yeah, I very much in the same space as you, and on the same page as you, um, when it comes to masked content. Masked Singer will always be the main, but Masked Dancer was a nice little, like, you know, it's like when you go to a restaurant and you're like, this place has the best steaks, that's what you're there for, but you're not going to be mad at the jalapeno poppers that you get at the start. You're like, you know what, this is kind of okay. So,
1: so wait, are I you saying that. that Masked Dancer is the jalapeno poppers of mass restaurants the, it's the it's the it's
0: the mozzarella sticks it's the it's the chicken wings sticks. it's the mac yeah it's the it's the it's the nachos it's basically an appetizer right oh my the- god
1: i saw a funny meme the other day that was like uh have you ever wanted to eat six cheese sticks oh no no that's too much but what if i fried them and put them with marinara sauce yeah 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 bring them to me bring them to me yeah
0: <laughs> it's so funny to consider that all it takes is a little bit of coating. Shove it in an air fryer, and now it's to die for.
1: Mmm, fried food. <laughs> that's maybe <laughs> that's what I'll be. I'll be the mozzarella stick if I'm ever on one of these masked shows.
0: Well, like, would that come across great costume wise?
1: No, it would just be a big tube.
0: Yeah, they're like, what is that? String cheese, French fries. Uh, <laughs> oh, mozzarella stick. But yeah. I feel like I feel like mozzarella sticks plural, plural. makes sense, but. Like, no one, like, the french fry is never gonna be a costume. French fry, Oh, like, a
1: single french feed. fry.
0: Right. It's, like, you're not gonna recognize a mozzarella stick unless it's in an ensemble. Yeah, but what am I gonna be? Like, like,
1: a ba- like, a basket? That seems like a very cumbersome costume.
0: I mean, I I agree with you, but, like, same with, like, fish sticks. Like, fish stick Yeah, but who's been the solo. fish stick? Who's gonna be the mozzarella stick? It's me! That is not... <laughs> Yeah, you know I'm what? Oh. <laughs> it is too early <laughs> into the podcast for us to hit this wall. So the masked dancer. <laughs> <laughs> so the masked sorry, dancer. The masked dancer. Uh, Craig would put it. I. The interesting thing is when it comes to masked content and us podcasting about it. This is the first time ever since we've started this wrap up where we would talk about an episode a week. So there wasn't like a oh I don't know where to begin. It's kind of like you know we we know what we're doing. This is interesting because we can either start at the super six or we can start at like, well, we know who the winner is. So I will let you decide as the spoiler alert, give you five seconds if you want to skip as the draft winner this season.
1: <laughs> what direction
0: do you want to take this uh, this conversation? Today? Okay,
1: so I know you said that you were going to cut this out of the podcast if I talked about it, but I'm going to talk about it. So enjoy cutting this out of the podcast. I mean, I invited so... it. I invited it by bringing it up. Okay, good. Yeah. So, anyway, so Puya and I did a draft at the beginning of uh, this whole experience. And I just want to say that we each drafted four contestants. I drafted the top four. So, I'm pretty much a genius. And um, I know everything there is to know about mass dancer and the mass dancer and dancing and just all of that in general. Obviously, clearly, I am the best. So, as your queen, um, let me decide where I want to go. Look, <laughs> is that my laugh track
0: that's the sarcastic laugh track
1: <laughs> wow <laughs>
0: alright well as my queen okay, where do you want to go <laughs> I
1: think I, think I want to give just some a kind of like overall thoughts that I had about the mass dancer in general like yeah, I'm What what I liked what I didn't like things that really appealed to me and the first thing that I absolutely have to start with and I can't believe that I would Previously, Anna, who was watching this for the first time, never would have thought that I would have been 100% here for Paula. Put Paula Abdul on every, and you and I were talking about this, put Paula Abdul on every singer, single masked blank there is. The masked singer, the masked juggler, the masked cook. The Masked, I don't know. Uh, underwater basket weaver. Like whatever it is. Put Paula Abdul on it. She's fabulous. I loved her to death. They like kept in all of her correct guesses, which they didn't. It's not like a Robin Thicke situation where they cut it out. Loved it. I couldn't believe it. I was obsessed with her. She was my favorite out of all the panels. Yeah,
0: I um, I remember when we first got into the masked dancer. I made a joke about like Paula didn't. We didn't need Paula back. You know, leave Paula in Amer- with American Idol where she was, but. I very much am like eating crow because I think Paula has been the best part of the whole season. Genuinely. I think Paula and then Craig has been like the next part for me. But Paula is just, you know, she's everything I want Jenny McCarthy to be. She's got the pop culture (laughs) knowledge down. She is fun. She's bubbly. She has great chemistry with everyone. She doesn't come off fake and she likes to get vaccinated. So it's like she's got everything I would need in a in a masked singer judge. So right. if you throw her on there and replace her with Jenny McCarthy, I bet you no one's gonna complain. Because she was like the right amount of like kooky, but like on point with everything. When 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 Paula's coming through and like, oh, that's Liza Koshy. part of me is like, I did not think you'd be someone who would know who Liza Koshy is, but I really do appreciate that. You know, your business, you know, your Internet. So I did did like that from
1: her. That was I mean, that was the biggest shock to me was the fact that she she knew so many people. She knew so many things about so many people. Hmm. It was and, and it felt it didn't feel like she was being fed anything it felt like paula genuinely just had this wealth of information that she could just pull on and i don't know how she got that knowledge base but for some reason it is a beautiful thing and i extraordinarily impressed paula <laughs> abdul for every mass singer or every mass show like just do it
0: yeah no i <laughs> i 100 agree with you there okay. and i
1: think Yes. yes. You think what? Right, no, 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 no. Go no, ahead, no go I'm, ahead. Changing, I'm changing subjects. I'm like, my brain is like running now. I'm like, oh my God, mass dancer, I have so many thoughts. All
0: right, go to the next thought.
1: Okay. Ashley trying to be young. Stop it. S T F U. Okay. Like <laughs> Is that right? I don't know. Fine. Whatever. Like, shut up. Shut up. Being like, yeah. oh, who's, oh, I'm sorry. Who's Barry Bonds? And then when she asked the tulip that question about like, oh, would you rather have a, or like, which are you more scared of? Your phone battery running low or running out of gas? And then, of course, the tulip, who's like tw- 12 years old, is like, oh, low phone battery. And she's actually like, oh, girl, you and me the same. Oh, you know. We know it's all Like, I, I, look, don't be wrong. I, 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 I just, I don't if I want to say like actual your age but if that's who she's supposed to be she's supposed to be the young person fine whatever but it just it, she's our age dude and like I, you and I will say things and then sometimes we'll be like are we cool and young enough to say something like that no the answer is no
0: <laughs> no well my thing with Ashley is that she's clearly supposed to be the young but through trying to act young she made me feel so old
1: <laughs> yeah like what up fellow kids like it's definitely yeah. that feeling
0: well, like no, to me, here's the thing. If if you're gonna see a TikTok clue and you're like, yo, it's someone from TikTok, don't go with the generic first person, like the the the, the girl with the most followers on the platform. Like, you know better. Like Rob, if you, knows, if you no know better. Rob
1: but like Rob knows who like the Demelio sisters are, right? Or whatever, so
0: Yes, I, I, mean, I would assume so. I think so. That's an easy bet. Well, because okay. I
1: think they learned it on the, the Renat podcast.
0: There you go. That would right? make sense. Yes.
1: Anyway, so that bothered me. Um, <laughs> other thoughts about the of the judges. I mean, Ken being Ken, I do. I was thinking about what you said last time when we did the podcast, where you felt like this is maybe a better fit for Ken because it is just like so incredibly stupid. I would co-sign that. I think ultimately, I don't know if that's still your opinion.
0: At no point did I think like, ugh, Ken, like I had, and I watched and I binged because I had fallen behind on the mass dancer. Uh-huh. So I watched these in succession and I didn't get the Ken fatigue that I get off of watching one episode of mass singer. So right. yeah, it just, it's, here's the thing. Ultimately for me, um, the reason why I could see, you know, I, I see mass dancer as a supplementary, complimentary it'll only be coming up when mass singer is not there type of content is because of the fact that when it comes to just dancing like just look no further than the clue packages and how much they give you information to know that <laughs> this is not supposed to be taken as seriously as mass singer like there's literally and A; Q&A, they ask a bunch of questions to the to the performer and then they still get a word up They still get a word up after that. I mean,
1: yeah. Well, my guess is, though, is that this is them, the the, being so overt with the clues is them compensating for the fact that the jokes that we all made at the beginning of the season, they're just dancing. How are we supposed to know who it is? Exactly.
0: But, like, to me, that is good because, first of all, Ken needs as much help as he can get when it comes to guesses. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Um, He still didn't win the the golden ear this season. Uh, We had. You know, obviously, is it the we diamond ear,
1: or is it still the golden? Is it it's, what would it be? The, no, g- no, the diamond eyeball, right? Because so it's there like there was no.
0: Right. There was no uh reward for getting the most points, although they kept tally. I would assume it's the Diamond Eye or the Golden Eye. Oh, Golden Eye. James Bond style, baby. There you go. I know,
1: but they give away the Diamond Trophy, which, by the way, the Diamond mm-hmm. Mass Trophy is for sure a step above the Golden Trophy. I know. Based on every video game I've ever played, Diamond is above Gold. Can so- we talk
0: about that? Can we talk about the fact that not only was the trophy better, but like the <laughs> caliber of celebrity was way higher for dancer than it was for singer this past season
1: <laughs> okay yeah well we can go through okay wait, wait hold on before we go through because i want to go through like and like everybody that got eliminated and we can talk in general about the cast um but i just have i have one more thing i need to say okay brian austin green why was he there
0: wait 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 before you say this can i say something yes if you are a fan of this podcast and if you are a listener that has been excited for us to come back. Please, before we get any further in this podcast, if you can take a second to leave us a rating and review, it would be much appreciated. Obviously, that helps get the word out on us, word up uh, of us. That'll be great. And we always appreciate it. Whether it's five stars, however many stars you want to put in there, the feedback is important. And we thank you. You can do that over on RobasWebsite.com slash singer. That's Website.com slash M-A-S-K-E-D-S-I-N-G-E-R. All right. Now, Liana, let's rip into Bag.
1: Brian Austin Green sucks. Okay, I'm sorry. How can you see the Cotton Candy perform literally a gymnastics routine and be like, "Yeah, you're an ice skater"? I'm sorry. What?
0: Bag was never supposed. Listen, he
1: was never supposed to be here. Why is he here?
0: I was on the right side of history when the giraffe made it further than the dragon. And <laughs> every week watching has just proved that more and more to me. Bag literally every guess Bag has had has been like one away from being right or two away from being right. This ice dancer one was awful. Obviously, the one he did get was the zebra. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in these like last string of episodes, yeah, but for yeah, yeah. the most part, Bag has not been, not been good. <laughs>
1: and look here's the thing is like i'm not okay i I, it comes across as like me hating on him specifically as a person and i want to be i want to clarify that because it's not his fault that someone somewhere picked him for this job you know what i mean like if i get hired for a job that i'm not qualified for don't get mad at me right because i didn't make the hiring decision okay be mad at whomever did the hiring all right and maybe he'll get better but like of of all the people of all the people that you could hire like is he the best that we could do that that's all i'm right. saying i'm just i'm just going to throw that out there as an idea i mean come yeah on. No, no, i mean no.
0: listen no. far be it from us to be the people who are like sitting here spewing some kind of hate we're oh not. yeah,
1: we have no authority. We're we're literally yeah. the worst. We like what what do we do? Like, what, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? I, like this podcast is a mess. Like, listen to the first six minutes of the podcast. We, we
0: Speak you know for what yourself. I mean? It's it's gold. It's oh, absolute yeah. diamond, because, is what it is.
1: Oh, it's a, a diamond quality. Two diamonds. I would rate this podcast two diamonds. <laughs> because the candelabra and the mirror. Yes, look at us. My gosh, <laughs> darling. Anyway. So anyway, well, whatever. It, that was my thoughts. Especially, yeah, I did. We did the same thing. We both binge watched episodes because we fell behind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, sorry. All right, another thing. Craig Robinson. Okay, you seem to like Craig Robinson as the host, and I'm not disagreeing with you. But so, I want to hear. I want to hear why.
0: No, so I like Craig Robinson. Like period. Yes, as End a person. Uh, yes.
1: Okay. Great. Um. the next Big
0: sentence. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next sentence.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Next sentence. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. I feel like you're rushing me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a little unnerving.
1: Oh well, um, I think Sarah Palin can see you from their house because no. you're Russian.
0: No, and no, she can stop, see Russia. D- delete, delete, delete. <laughs> joke. Delete. Joke. Okay. Um. So the reason. So I like Craig Robinson. I like him and stuff I've seen him in. I like him. Like otherwise. However. I just didn't vibe with him as a host. I think he did a good job given what he had and he really tried to make the make the gig his own and I think he did but like and I and I really thought I would like the him singing take it off while they're chanting take it off but it didn't hit for me.
1: I think because and I completely agree with you like I think he's really funny. I love everything that he's in but I felt like his sort of deadpan kind of no giving a shit a little bit attitude was a little was misplaced. I think now that being said the moves before and after commercial. And I know we've talked about this before. Love them. I love them so much. They're so stupid. It's like I wrote them down. Okay. Tiny kick turn and put your hand over your butt. Stand still for a while and then hand to the sky. Tiny hip thrust to the left. Hold the mic bow your head and pray <laughs> or swing the baseball bat, my personal favorite. So, you know, I mean, really quite the dancer. I think
0: that my big question in, you know, trying to figure out how they felt about his job. So we know that Nick Cannon um, tested positive for COVID and missed, I believe the first half of the Mass Singer recording. So he will not be hosting the Mass Singer season five at the start. Mm -hmm. He will be joining it at some point, but he will not be there at the start. Um, Is it surprising that in his stead, they didn't put Craig Robinson and they went with Niecy Nash?
1: Right. I mean, because that's the thing is that, oh, well, it's part of the Masked Singer family, you know, the Masked Universe or whatever we're calling it. We're going to. Yeah, he's right there. We're going to bring him in. It's going to be, you know, the perfect fit. The fact familiar with the set, familiar with the set up, familiar with Ken, you know what I mean? Like there's a level of familiarity that would totally make sense. So the fact that they didn't make that decision. Yeah, I think is maybe a little bit of the kind of canary in a coal mine about how they feel about his performance. But if I I don't know, I mean, if look, let's say let's say it comes back for Mm -hmm. a season two. One, do you think they would replace him? No. Or two, do you think they should replace him?
0: No. I think ultimately it's something to get used to um, with Craig. I think that I mean Craig clearly is more of a singer than a dancer. He's clearly had right. moments in these last couple episodes where he sang. You know, he sang. I had the time of my life. He sang when everyone was dancing. The, the like the last performers were sa- dancing. So like. He's clearly a better singer. He's not mm-hmm. a dancer. But also, it's like, we got to decide, do we want the host to be doing splits and and being able to, like, you know, break dance? Like, what are we trying? What, what Does the host have to be a good dancer? Because I don't think that's the case. So I think ultimately, Craig will fit in better and better. Because I also think that, you know, Nick Cannon did this for four seasons, and I thought he was dog. But now I kind of like realizing that he's actually better than I gave him credit for after looking mm-hmm. at other work. So, I don't think that it's over for him, and I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to go out of their way to get someone new. I think Craig has his job secured.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I think so, too. And I think, honestly, for all of them, um, give them another shot, right? Like, if, if, the, if mm-hmm. the network is willing to give the show another shot, yeah, give him another shot. It's fine. Whatever. Like, yeah. try it out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, again, I love Craig Robinson, so you're not going to mm-hmm. get a no from me there, dog. Um, all right. So, do you want to just talk about now in order the people who went out from like sixth all the way to first?
1: Uh yeah, I think that's a good idea.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we'll talk about so Super Six is where we're at. If there's any performances that stood out to you, we can talk about them. And if there's any comments you have, we can talk about them there.
1: Okay, wait, sorry. I think my brain just like completely zoned out. Did you say so from we're the going- Super Six or do you want to start at the very, very beginning?
0: No, I mean, we've talked about everyone on Potential the Super Six, right? So we don't need to relitigate everything from the beginning. Okay.
1: I, I w- well, you want to talk up, about the I, beginning? Well, no, but I want to look up who was eliminated early, just so I remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Never mind. I know. I know. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good.
0: Ice-T, <laughs> Bill, Bill Nye, Niles Brian McKnight. McKnight. Oh, my yeah. God.
1: I can't believe... Like, I, yeah, this cast list, like, looks... That i don't know if it does i don't know i just i feel like a better
0: cast than mass singer season because like here's the thing so mass singer season four happened and in the preseason we got a question of do you think it's going to be a bigger celebrity cast than before because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic and i said heck yeah i said Mm -hmm. it's going to be the biggest thing they've ever done and then ultimately That was not to be the case. It was definitely a lower caliber. I think it was the weakest cast of the four seasons as far as notoriety goes. But then you look at Mass Dancer, they nailed it. I don't want to spoil people on on placements on anything for the Master Singer UK, but I will tell you, that neo was on the mass singer uk why can't we get neo on the mass singer us that is my I question know.
1: you were so not happy about that <laughs> like they got neo. They come know.
0: closer he was on the mass singer uk
1: <laughs> he lives
0: closer to the us why was he in the uk that's my question
1: i know but doesn't he have like a thing in the uk or something like that like there's a reason does he I don't know whatever I don't know all right so the thing okay the thing is though so I'm looking at season four for example I would say that season four of the Masked Singer and the Masked Dancer are probably somewhat on par although it's interesting people like Brian McKnight and Jordan Sparks I would love to have seen on the Masked Singer and there's like a part of me that's frustrated that they were on the Masked Singer or Masked Dancer Mm -hmm. not the Masked Singer but I mean Brian McKnight like literally said I wouldn't have done the Masked Singer because everybody would have known who I was a little bit of a kind of like seal vibes you know what I mean yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I respect that decision. And same with Jordan Sparks. It felt very much like this is a purposeful decision that I'm making to do the a, a dance version of the show because I'm sure she was approached for Mass Singer previously. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, okay. All right. Yeah. You want to go in order? So at the Super Six, the Hammerhead gets eliminated.
0: This is right.
1: Dun, 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 dun. Oh, what did you think of Rapid Fire? Rapid Fire.
0: Oh, uh, that's when they just hit them with all the questions, right, back to back to back to back. Yeah, they
1: get like I don't know, twenty seconds or something like that to ask as many questions as possible. I
0: didn't, so I just felt like it was a whirlwind, and then they would ask something dumb like, "Do you miss your family?" Like, no, I don't miss my family. (laughs) What do you like? What kind of question is that? It's a waste of a question.
1: If these people were playing twenty questions, they would make terrible choices for the first questions. Like, this is your chance to narrow it down between the people that you and and even 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 if you ask. A question and their response is like a little bit cagey or playful. At Mm -hmm. least you asked a smart question. Yeah. The one about the missing your fit. Like, do you miss your kids? No. Exactly. No
0: no one is going to say, even if they don't miss their kids, no one is going to say on national TV, no. But even that,
1: how does that help you narrow it down? Does it, does it, is it because? Because the thing is, is that I can't remember exactly who it was for, but I'm pretty sure they knew whether or not the person had kids, because that's another thing is, is that maybe you're trying to clarify whether or not they have kids at all. Fine. Mm. But yeah, it's just so dumb. It's so, it's so dumb. The only good thing that came out of it was the fact that when uh, Craig Robinson went fire and then the little fire pyrotechnics went off in the back. Also, yeah. no song. Word Up had a song. Rapid Fire did not have a song. I demand that their segment I next like- time has a song.
0: Rapperfire may have had something in the background, but it wasn't. Yeah, but it
1: didn't have, it needs, um, I don't know, like Pitbull or something. You need like a, the Pitbull song. The, doesn't he have like a fire song I feel like all of Pitbull's songs are about fire oh my god fireball yeah bom, 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 bom. like rapid fireball you know something like that I don't know also can I tell you something that happened I was listening to Jason Derulo on Spotify the other day Shocked. and I, I know and um, which by the way Jordan Sparks dated Jason Derulo okay so I'll just throw it out oh, there.
0: they what I didn't know yeah, that dude, for like
1: three years or something like that anyway oh So uh, under my suggested artists, people you may like based on listening to Jason Derulo, Pitbull was one of the suggested artists and I nearly just lost it. I was so embarrassed.
0: Why were you embarrassed?
1: I don't know. It just felt weird to have Jason Derulo and then Pitbull was a suggestion. But ultimately, I think it makes sense. You're not
0: like some bougie music elitist.
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) But still. All right. Sorry.
0: What are you apologizing for? (laughs) You're (laughs) done.
1: I I feel like that's a total. (laughs) That made no sense. Um, Um, I
0: uh, (laughs) so like for me, um, the the just the first uh, the Super Six episode, the clue packages made it abundantly clear what the shortlist looked like. Mm -hmm. I don't have much knowledge about the Olympic teams, the Olympic like athletes. I know like very little, but even I knew when I saw the five gold balloons, I was thinking gymnastics and the Olympics immediately, mm-hmm. um, with the super clue. But no, I, I, so let, like, let me talk about the main person who we're here to talk about for this episode. And that is the hammerhead who hails from Jersey and is none other than Vinny from the Jersey shore, which I believe, remind me if I'm, if I remember correctly, we, we nailed that in our preseason, in our not preseason, last episode, we nailed that one
1: yeah i think so i'm pretty sure both you and i got to it independently also because we were like catching up on stuff and both both came up with it so i feel pretty good about that guess yeah
0: no we talked about him and we talked about the exotic bird who uh, somehow went out in fifth place um which we will get to but i mean it made sense leona hammerhead going out at the super six made complete sense it was probably the most predictable um, placement from mm-hmm. the episodes we've watched and are talking about today from episode 5 to 9?
1: I think I may have had the zebra going out first because I felt like the zebra was relying on that. Don't rely on that costume. But <laughs> I do think that the fact that, that he got like the most improved award helped him stay in the competition a little bit further.
0: The but Yeah, zebra... I mean,
1: sorry. Well, Before we talk about the zebra, the hammerhead didn't really dance. Okay, so like if you don't the dance, get off the mass dancer.
0: The, no, the no, no. I I I disagree with that actually. But the hammerhead did definitely give me like aerobics video routine vibes. Yeah, like it was just like much. hypey, but not like much to brag about. And mm-hmm. I think that ultimately, um, the zebra had like the fast shimmy feet, and like they just for some reason love the shimmy. They love the shimmy, and I think the combination of the zebra's regular body movements combined mm-hmm. with the fringy outfit, as you said really made it look a lot more impressive, probably, and appealing than it was.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's probably one of those things that is technically challenging, but maybe doesn't look super technically challenging also, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the fact that it's Oscar De La Hoya, which I was shocked at. When Brian Austin Green was guessing, I was like, nah. He's got more going on than to do this show. Sure enough, it was him. And I think that did make me appreciate what the zebra brought. But yeah, the costume... Fabulous choice. It's always like we talk about this in drag race. that type of costume that has all that fringe just makes the moves look so much more dramatic and drastic when you dance with with that on, and so it's obviously a fabulous choice,
0: yeah, I mean, and then compared to the Hammerhead, whose costume was pretty basic, um. Right. It it doesn't leave, it doesn't give you much of like razzle dazzle that's sewn in as much as the zebra did. Zebra had, zebra had razzle dazzle and then had razzle dazzle sewn in. That's like a, like, that's like double razzle, double dazzle. So.
1: Ooh, sewn in razzle dazzle. Do you think that'll come up on the mass singer? It's like listen, oh he's got sewn in razzle dazzle
0: yeah it's very possible you know who who had the reverse of that the, the snow owls did not have the sewn in razzle- yeah
1: they had reverse sewn in razzle dazzle because exactly. that is a statement that makes sense yes yeah
0: R S I R D. I
1: rd i mean yeah. cl- of course rsi rsid uh, yeah of course
0: you yes <laughs> um yeah I, you know, there's not much else to say. It was nice to see Vinny, even within the like two minutes that he spoke, I was like, this is why he was my favorite on the Jersey Shore. Like he's just a normal dude. Yeah, I a normal I, dude.
1: I think I remember telling you how did I was like, how did he end up on the Jersey Shore? He seems so normal. <laughs> I
0: remember and like when well I first adjusted. Watched, <laughs> yeah. When I first watched the Jersey Shore, I had just moved to Canada and like the the dorm building i lived in our uh, we're on fifth floor fifth floor lennox would do a jersey watch parties in the common room and i was like i want to make friends let me go binge it and catch up on it Mm -hmm. and i had the exact same feeling of everyone on this show is ridiculous but Vinny seems like he's trying to be ridiculous and it doesn't belong obviously he ended up being the perfect fit his bro you know his bromitment to Poly D, like, they have a whole thing of their own, and then he, like, fit in with the Snooky story. He was a great fit, ultimately, is what I'm trying to say. Well, he, but, was, he
1: was a straight man, right? You need somebody exactly, like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Yeah, no, it was perfect. But, yeah, no, mm-hmm. he did good. He did good for, for who, I, who I know him to be now, um, as far as the Hammerhead goes. That was a good Super 6. I ultimately did not have, like, a lull, dull moment watching that Super 6 episode. It was pretty decent.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you have 6 performances right that always mm-hmm. helps you know the ones that we really struggle with are the ones where there's only four or something like that so
0: yeah yeah I think that um, the other takeaways I had here that kind of built up to the finale was that it was very clear that Sloth was being shown as like the the big razzle dazzler of the season like the Sloth had all the movements all the like specific mannerisms that you know went beyond like sp- Just good dancing routine and had like the extra comedy bits added in there, which I did enjoy.
1: Yeah, this is where, and I think he talks about how he's going to do a different dance style each week. Like he does the Hollywood and then at some point he does Bollywood. And so I thought that that was just a, like, it was clearly an active choice that he was making. And I appreciated that for sure.
0: Absolutely. All right. Anything else you want to talk about from Super Six before we go into the, Fabulous five. I don't know.
1: Was- uh, Whitney Cummings straight up called Kate Upton on Facetime to confirm a Ooh. guess. I feel like that's cheating.
0: <laughs> Listen, I didn't mind if it's if it's a Ken guess. You are well within your rights to to, to adopt, <laughs> like make the truth happen right then and there.
1: Yeah, so right. Just like Ken, yeah. you're so stupid.
0: Yeah. No, I thought Whitney Cummings did fine. I, I thought she did a really good job on the panel. I think she worked yeah. like she was very comfortable.
1: I thought, um, so it was her, who were the other? uh, Maya Uh, Bialik and Will Arnett were all there. Yeah, I thought they were all fine. I mean, You want to
0: rank them? One, two, three them?
1: I mean, Will Arnett obviously has the history with the show, so I would, it's either Whitney or Will for first, and then Maya Bialik is.
0: Maya Bialik was last for me as well, and I think it would be Whitney-Will for a second.
1: The, The only thing that I really appreciated was because, so she's got her PhD and Ken has his MD, and there were a lot of PhD versus MD jokes. That my kind of content. Very oh, yeah, definitely. Very, very I, <laughs> we all I relate. watched The
0: Masked Dancer to watch the M.D.s and the Ph.D. square off. That's I know. I, I know. Right. Like
1: I mean, that. it's just it's so relatable to to the common man. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Indeed, it is. <laughs> uh, let's see. I yeah, I think that was the one thing we we missed out there. So that was a good catch. Um, final five. Where do we go?
1: uh uh well we're back to word up right okay well
0: let me let me take this over let me take this over (laughs) that was a big (laughs) part it was like that (laughs) moment in community where troy says "fight," but he can't change the word and he still says fight anyways yeah um yeah so we're back to word up word up is back here and this is not gonna lie, out of the four episodes I watched, the final five was the most dull of the four episodes. I did not enjoy the final five as much. I think it was a combination of we had just gotten a great super six in and mm-hmm. it was kind of like samey samey a little bit. Um, the ending is probably the most surprising thing that I want to talk about in that the audacity that the exotic bird gets the boot at five and doesn't make it to the four because it was very uh, obvious yeah. to me that there was a top four out of the super six. And there were two that should have been fifth and sixth.
1: So I, okay. So I, I knew that because you know, I knew you were really high on the exotic bird coming in and I had felt like, even though I knew you were going to come in here with that opinion, I, I can't, I can't argue with you, right? Like I, I think mm-hmm. gen- genuinely you're 100% on the money. I thought zebra for sure was going to go. And I didn't quite understand why the, decision was made also because they so, were talking it's Oscar De La Hoya Oscar De La Hoya I was like oh they're, they've got him they've got him they've got him
0: I think that the zebra kind of benefited from the same thing that the rhino benefited from in Mass Singer season three where they both were very much touted as the most improved mm-hmm. and when you say that someone has come in and done better than that you expected of them then yeah. that gives them an automatic bump up. So I think that was a part of it because ultimately I think that if you had told me who's in the final three exotic bird, as much as I loved her, would not have made my final three after watching the performances this season. However, um, this is not that shocking to me, but it's just like when the rhino made it, I was upset and I was upset here, but. That's the thing. When you give a storyline and a narration to, to a specific performer, they will outkick their coverage more often than not because you are painting the story and and how we're supposed to perceive them. It's just good marketing, it's good branding. And mm-hmm. by slapping a most improved sticker on the zebra, you're automatically telling me that listen, the zebra can hang, the zebra's getting better. Who knows what we'll see from the zebra next time? So I right. kind of understood it ultimately.
1: And I guess also they knew or at least Paula felt like Jordan Sparks was the exotic bird as well, which I mean, the clues were so obvious.
0: (laughs) Was there a person because, like, you know how, you know, no one guessed um, aloe black for the mushroom Mm -hmm. until like the day, the night of I believe. No, no one guessed aloe black, actually. I don't Um, think so. I don't think so either. But this season, I feel like everyone had a correct guess at every turn right? There's not one person that wasn't guessed.
1: I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, you mean like um, the contestants not the panelists like having a correct guess.
0: No, I mean that the the panelists all like every episode had a absolute like there wasn't an episode where no one missed everyone missed the board.
1: Yeah, I think so because even at the end the cotton candy was guessed and Paula knew the sloth. So I think and yeah, the two. Yep. Mm-hmm, I think so. Yep. I think you're correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. I think because Elizabeth Smart bag knew mm-hmm. Ryan McKnight, they knew Hammerhead. They knew Yeah, Yeah. They, there was not one person even what I thought after seeing the the top three. I was like I don't know like two out of the three, but they knew very easily. Mm hmm. So Yeah. It's okay. So for me that was probably the biggest shock was Exotic Bird going out, but when I saw that well it confirmed to us that it was Jordan Sparks, I was like this is so cool. Again, why is Jordan Sparks here and not on the mass singer? Ultimately we got to decide, right? Is this because and I hate to say this, but do you think there are singers that do not want to get Rottweilered? And by that I mean, do you think that there's singers who are like, dude, I'm really good. I should if I go it should be a gimme. But I'm about to lose to someone else. I'm about to be second place even though I'm good. Because mm-hmm. like the Rottweiler. She, but
1: she she also she won her season of American Idol too. Like who does she have she, anything to prove
0: Too Right. She has nothing English. to prove as far as the music, music lee um, right. is concerned. And, and
1: it definitely did feel a little bit like It was, I mean, clearly based on her narrative and then also the way that she was speaking after Jordan Sparks got unmasked was very much I'm reclaiming my body. I'm doing this for my child. I'm, you know, like she, she had this internal motivation that wasn't just solely based on. Okay, let me show off my vocal talent again because T-Pain's I felt like was very much I need to prove to these mofos that I can sing. Whereas for her it was more of this uh, you know, after being pregnant and, and go, going through having a baby and, and being mm-hmm. able to dance on stage and do it in mass. Like it, it was that was a conscious choice to dance.
0: Right. Yeah, and I, and I do think that like For example, with Jesse McCartney, I don't think there was a redemption. I need to redeem myself element to that. Um, Whereas I do think with T and you're absolutely right. There was that kind of vibes for sure. Um, I think that it makes sense for Jordan. I think I'm thinking about Brian McKnight being like, I would have been guessed. It's like, well, why wouldn't you still do it? You know, like what's stopping you from doing that?
1: yeah i but like uh, uh, yeah think I about
0: the legends that have gone out early you know think about shaka khan went out like what fourth
1: <laughs> like yeah but there I, have been
0: the roads are paved with great amazing artists who have who have fallen to the white tigers of the world
1: that and that's maybe part of it i wonder if the mass singer is getting a little bit of a bad rep in the Mm -hmm. professional community because we're seeing people do this Shaka Khan had a and was vocal about it to the press bad time on The Mass Singer so there's a little bit of me that wonders that if there's this internal politics world that we're not a part of (laughs) and what if Brian McKnight is just thinking yeah I'm not going to bother doing it because they'll guess me right away and I'm going to have a bad time like I wonder if there's something else there I don't know a girl can dream for the drama though
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean I I listen, let's not get it twisted. I was very happy to see um Jordan Sparks back on my television. She's
1: screen. so pretty. I she's hate amazing. her. oh she's so pretty. I don't hate her. I'm just I'm just envious.
0: Okay, good. Good. We're not Yeah, we're not going to have I love her.
1: She's so pretty. <laughs> she's awesome. Ah. awesome.
0: A special shout out to The Sloth for doing a full Bollywood number and I thought that the Bollywood number was phenomenal. So,
1: yeah, The Sloth was is was phenomenal. I love everything about that Phenomenal Phenomenal Sorry I'm done
0: Um, (sighs) So how did you feel about, because I I didn't mention this in the Super 6 but the Ashley Teasdale guessing Hugh Jackman for the slot, how did that make you feel? Do you think that was actually a legitimate guess? Like that well, could have been
1: well. My first thought was I can convince my mom to start watching these shows. She's a huge Hugh Jackman fan. I'll be like, Mom, Hugh Jackman might be on the Mask singer or the mass dancer. She's a huge 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 Hugh Jackman fan. Yes. Uh, but no, of course not. I look, I um when Ken was guessing, and I know this isn't exactly for uh, Hugh Jackman, but when Ken was guessing Channing Tatum, mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't Channing Tatum. But part of you is like, but what if it is? (laughs) I'm still (laughs) falling for it. I still fall for it.
0: All right. Then, before we go over to the next batch, the semifinals, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Word up. Come
1: on, Get
0: up All right. Now, this is multiple words up because we're not only going to give you, we're going to give you paragraphs. So, we're back and uh, let's talk about the semifinals now. So, was this the most obvious what's going to happen to you now that exotic bird was removed from the equation?
1: Oh, yeah, I it was like, OK, so why, why am I even bothering? Like you talked about how the final the top five was boring because you had a fun top six. For me, it was like, I know what's going to happen. Why are we here? Like, wh- yeah. like wh- why, why am I even here? I'm really just here to try to build evidence for why I think either cotton candy, sloth or tulip should win. Like clearly zebra is going home. I'm sorry, but there's a there's a definitely a divide here.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that I, the problem for me was that with five, I was kind of like, meh, but then when I watched four, I knew what was going to happen. So I didn't have to stress. I was like, I was going to kick back and watch my, my faves make it to the final three. That's really how it felt to me. Mm -hmm. So I was okay with that arrangement. None of the performances really like blew me out the water. But at this point I had picked my favorite of the three that I wanted to win. Going into the final three, and that was
1: in in going into the final three or at the final four.
0: Going into the final, like after the obviously you go from the final four into the final three. So yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Watching this episode, I knew who my favorite was going into the final three. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was the sloth. Yeah, very much became big on the sloth over the last like two episodes. So big sloth guy. yeah, yeah, and Ashley said you're the one to beat. I was like, ooh, that's a little foreshadowing. I like that, I like that, I like that. Um, but was there anything that stood out to you during this uh, semifinal?
1: Um, <laughs> honestly the biggest thing like that I okay. well first of all they did their first group number which I loved and they did walk the moon which I loved but yeah. the weird thing about it was it just further solidified the fact that the zebra was going to be out because it was like the top three all together and then the zebra was kind of further back off to the side like doing his own thing you could not have had a more clear metaphor for what was going to happen throughout this episode but I like mm. that they bothered to do that and Lego Masters is coming back for a second season over the summer so other Mm -hmm. big takeaway
0: (laughs) good times good times coming through
1: oh and Craig Robinson sang a song for Ken because he didn't get a valentine
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I um these valentine's clues were well I watched it later so I was like wait what oh yeah that was last week so um, I know right I was was like when was
1: valentine's day
0: yeah but Did this not happen to Ken last time? Didn't Ken also end up with nothing last time and Nick gave him something?
1: Uh, It sounds familiar. We've seen this bit before where Ken gets snubbed for a (laughs) gift, whether it be Valentine's Day, Christmas, whatever. It happened. Yeah,
0: it happened. Okay, yeah, ultimately I had nothing else to say either. Um, the, The big takeaway here is that Bag guest Oscar De La Hoya and Will put his whole lineage on the line for Oscar De La Hoya and it turned out right so good for them I think the most ridiculous between Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor and The Miz I can't decide it's a three way tie for <laughs> wow what are you doing
1: I The Miz one was the one that really sent me
0: <laughs> I was like listen I like that the idea that The Miz would do this because he would uh-huh. but you're really trying to fit a square peg into a circle hole here. Like this was really out of left field just because he's on SmackDown. Like, Mm -hmm.
1: come on. -hmm. Yeah.
0: All right, We're at the finale now because, okay, actually I didn't watch the road to the finals. Did you watch the road to the finals and is there anything you can give us from there?
1: Okay. Here are my major takeaways. Okay. One, the sloth considered quitting the show because he got an injury and he didn't want to keep going. Also, one of the clues for Oscar De La Hoya was he had cash canisters, like, you mm-hmm. know, those guns that, like, shoot out cash, and that was supposed yeah. to represent his business success. That is the stupidest clue. On the I mean, it's not the stupidest clue because we've seen worse on The Mass Singer, but, like, well, that could be for anybody. You put a cash yeah. canister and be like, it represents their success in music. It represent, like, it, it, if it was someone who was not successful financially, mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't even be on the show. So, anyway, those are my two major takeaways.
0: Yeah, I, um, there was a clue for the slot that was like there was a blue beaker and a yellow beaker, and those two together would be the the Ukrainian flag. I was like, they, but they weren't on top of each other. You mixed it and turned it green. So <laughs> I
1: was like, what? yeah, <laughs> listen, yeah. Look, the ma- masked universe gone a mask universe.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, then here you go. We're in the finale. Wow. What a, what a ride. Here we what are. A ride. It's
1: wow. Fun. What a road that we <laughs> took to get here.
0: Yeah. So we're at the finale with these three. Now let's talk about the, the tulips performance. That -hmm. was the first one. It was the opener. I really liked the chess, like outdoor chess garden background thing that was going on. I love the addition of the green throne and then the dancers had like little chess piece heads. Like this was perfect. The ambiance was set. I, when I saw this, I said, okay, tulips got this. And then. The routine kind of weird on was kind of boring. And here's my thing with the three of them. Uh I think out of the three, the Tulip gave me the same thing every time. I wasn't getting new stuff from the Tulip and it kind of like fell flat for me.
1: The Tulip did those Did you ever watch Dance Moms?
0: I most definitely did not.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the the types of dances that they do on Dance Moms, or at least when I was watching, which was in the earlier seasons, were all very similar. And they were all exactly this. It was like you have a song and you're telling an emotional story to that song. Mm. And part of the reason why those dancers are able to be successful is because they're also emoting with their face. But when you can't do that because you're in a mask. It takes away that element. So those were sort of the types of dances that I felt like she was doing. Not all the time, of course. There were definitely Mm -hmm. some differences, but there were elements that were repeated. And because it leans so much on that style, I felt that was part of the reason why she didn't elevate to the same level and why she ended up third, which I was ultimately I was happy with the decision.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I very much agree with the fact that um, the storytelling element A lot of it, the storytelling is important and a lot of it is robbed when you can't express it with your face. Now, obviously, they're expressing it with their bodies through dance, but I would argue that the other two got more emotion out of the audience with their movements than the Tulip
1: did. I think they just mixed it up more. The fact that the sloth... That is the
0: main one, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, the fact that the sloth consciously doing that, but then also the cotton candy did a ton of different styles like the cheer routine that she did the um ballet routine that she did right i mean there's also a ton of variation and then of course ending with the gymnastics routine
0: yes and i think that um i will we'll get to the cotton candy i have thoughts there for sure um but with, the, with regards to the tulip i did think front runner the minute we saw the tulip and then we ended the season with the tulip finishing where i would say was the right place for the tulip to finish mm-hmm. was in third place Mm-hmm. Um. yeah so ultimately that was good and I was very much happy with that scenario D- were you aware of who Mackenzie was before this unmasking
1: uh, yes because I had watched Dance Moms but I only knew her as a very very young child because mm-hmm. I was watching in like the early seasons before I fell off yes
0: and I would like to make it clear that mackenzie's existence on the show is why i felt old because ashley kept making me feel old with the way she tried to get things Um, (laughs) again
1: hello fellow kids
0: (laughs) exactly so then we moved on to the sloth and the sloth had this bowling alley motif and just again gave me the razzle dazzle what i was talking about earlier with the with the emotional stuff coming across with the sloth is the comedy The Sloth was doing these little subtle things throughout every performance that gave you laughter because you could tell what the Sloth was doing. And I very Mm -hmm. much enjoyed that. I I liked every bit of this routine. I genuinely thought this was the winning routine of the night, in my opinion. Um, I thought this was a winner. I thought this was uh, the Sloth has done great all throughout the season. And I would have never expected it, which is why I think the Sloth felt like our bottom three drafted. So,
1: well, we didn't see the Sloth perform.
0: And the sloth had a belly on him. So I, I made the wrong assumption that, like, the sloth's gonna be slow, but the sloth did not skip a beat.
1: No, I thought it was funny. Of course, it's ironic. You can tell that um, Ma- Maxim, I-, I have never heard Max. of this man. Okay, Max. No. Yeah. Uh, was but I mean once then I was like oh once said, oh yeah yeah from Dancing with the Stars yeah I've seen him before like no I didn't like know him but I like know him you know what I'm saying right. you know what I'm saying yeah it clearly was able to show off his personality and the fact that he was able to do that with the mask on is something we've seen before on the Masked Singer but very few people can do it really well and I thought that the sloth nailed that element of it and I think this final performance was a good example of that because it really was that humor stuff it was him doing those little sight gag and you know kind of the like look back at the audience break the fourth wall kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so yeah I I think that that element of the performance was really fun I thought though and you could make the argument that the Cotton Candy did more gymnastics than dancing right but I was more enthralled by the Cotton Candy's performance
0: which that's a perfect segue to the Cotton Candy so here is my inherent problem with the Cotton Candy first let it be known Cotton Candy killed it. Gabby Douglas is incredible. And I'm very happy that she won. And her reaction gave me everything I needed at the end of the night of like, yeah, she was in this to win this. She very much like was happy and worked for this. I'm not doubting that. My problem with the Cotton Candy, Liana, is what I said about the the storytelling aspect. They gave us, they made us feel emotional about the Cotton Candy from like weeks in advance. Because every episode, we went back to that fall. We went back to that fall in the first week where she fell and they're like oh but now she's building herself back up and now she's like you know reforming who she is and I was like come on like she got back up and she's been killing it ever since because she's capable and she's got the skills like we don't like you don't need to give me a redemption arc when she you know nothing is there for the redemption like if she was in the bottom two at one point now we're talking redemption arc that's different so that was my big problem with it and then ultimately I'm okay so I again, when it comes to mass singer, we've we've talked about it, right? You will take a vocal powerhouse over like a good singer with razzle dazzle. I take the razzle dazzle. I felt similarly here, but that's just because I'm a goofy, dumb idiot and I like comedy. But that's why I felt more and I felt like the sloth did a lot of variety, and then I don't know. Maybe it's because I knew who she like it was a gymnast, and then to see a gymnastics routine, I was like, boy, but you this is easy for you. I don't know. I don't know. I. I but it's I not
1: easy. Yeah. It's like saying like, oh, you're a good singer. Like you're a professional singer. And you say, no, I understand.
0: I understand. But my argument is that like, we always talk about going above and beyond for the final. Right. We always talk about that. When, when the, when I love the Rottweiler, I love Chris Dodger. You know this about me, but when the Fox ended up doing a song vocally, switched it up to a freestyle rap in the middle and did choreo? It was like, yeah, you did a lot. You did everything at the end here, so take it. But take this, t-
1: but this, Tim. I think the cotton candy stepped it up over the sloth. I think the sloth actually went back to his wheelhouse of just doing that sort of comedy thing. Whereas the cotton candy, we actually hadn't seen her do anything like this before, even though we know, obviously we know that she's a gymnast. Uh, And the fact that she saved it for the very end, that takes balls because you're thinking like I could get eliminated any week and I wouldn't have the opportunity to show this off. You know what? I'm going to save it. And then the whole thing with the balloons, Oh my god! Gag me. That, that was, was the amazing. best part.
0: That was the best part. It was, was the so balloons, cool. and I have that in my notes. Is that's the best thing that's happened.
1: I I, um, I lost my I lost my s. I wrote holesy shit because I was just I spelled wrong, and I was so excited. I loved this. So you lost and your
0: s, but then you said holesy shit.
1: Holesy shit. <laughs> but it's the thing like is, the,
0: is like, um, I,
1: it's like the. On. huh? Well, I was go just going to say that it's I. I completely understand not wanting to be spoon fed this narrative, but. They spoon fit like the editors of the show spoon feed you clues. They're going to spoon feed you the winner. So I fell for it. And I'm sure a lot of the audience members like that was part of the reason why they wanted her to win. But then doing the analysis, I look back and I I would say the sloth and cotton candy are pretty much on par. Like in terms of their performances. I think the thing that eeks the cotton candy out over for me, over the sloth, is there's something about the fact that a non-dancer, or yeah, a non-dancer can come in and be successful and win this. Like that almost feels, and I feel bad because it's at the sloth's expense. Like I would have been totally happy if the sloth had won as well. But it's kind of cool to see the cotton candy win because we really haven't had that on The mass Singer yet, where someone who's not a professional singer can come in and win the show. Whereas here we have an example of someone who now obviously she's like a rhythmic gymnastic gymnast, so she's used to this kind of stuff. So maybe I mean, that's a little bit cheating, but still.
0: We no, I mean is she as a gymnast wins mass dancer the same way that Wayne Brady
1: oh, wins sure. mass singer as, a, as, a as a an entertainer, right? I guess. Yeah, but right. he's still a singer. Like he has music and had music before. So well, I
0: don't know. He had a couple, so they didn't hit this way. But I, yeah, I but he I always like, has campaign. had he, He's been known for his vocals, just not in the music field. He's been like in the improv world, right? With, right. with Whose Line? Um, But yeah, no, I mean, this was, listen, this was a great finale. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, And it didn't feel foregone to me, which I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I feel like once the seahorse went out last season, it was like, okay, give the crown to the sun. Let's just see how we get there. That's kind of how it felt. Mm-hmm. Who was third in the Master Singer season four? The... It was, my, it was my last performer. Mushroom. No, Mushroom was second.
1: The Crocodile.
0: Oh, the Croc. Yeah, there we go. There I we keep,
1: go, go. wait, are we sure that The Crocodile wasn't second?
0: Yes, yes. Because I oh, know you're right. I'm looking at second. it now.
1: That's wild. Yeah. I can't believe Aloe Black was a runner up. Now, to be fair, now that I've binged a ton of Aloe Black music, I'm like, yeah, that's fair.
0: <laughs> yeah you you definitely do the thing where you just listen to the same artist over and over and over again
1: yeah I'm a big Aloe Black fan now
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um. so that brings us to the end of this season I think we've we've covered all the things that I wanted to talk about one thing left though and we got a comment that will verify this for me that's why I haven't brought it up Um. but there was this one point where once the slot gets revealed uh Bag talks about where I literally had dinner with you recently and my pandemic senses were like, what are you doing? Why did you do this? And I was you know, ready to go. I've been given a understanding of why this has happened. Okay. So just a fact towards this is from Lorraine, who said just a factor for non dancing with the stars, people bag is currently dating Sharna Burgess, who was a dancing with the stars pro bracket and an Aussie. She is besties with Peta Mur- Muratroid. Sorry if I butchered that name. Also an Aussie who was Sloth's wife. That's why Bag was at dinner with Sloth.
1: Oh, also, I see. But still. Yeah.
0: Yeah, also, Sloth is actually friends with his partner and the choreographer, both of who were on season 14 of So You Think You Can Dance. I know a lot about reality TV dancers. Well, thank you, Lorraine.
1: Okay, that's amazing. First of all, thank yeah. you for letting us know that information, which you could actually 100% tell that when they did the clues from the dance partner, mm-hmm. the Sloth's partner was like obsessed friend. with the Sloth. Yeah, yeah like you could yeah. tell they were close.
0: For yeah, sure. you could for tell sure. it translated to the routines for me like you can mm-hmm. definitely tell that there was something there
1: for sure for sure
0: for sure all right leona well this brings us to a close on today well, well obviously we will be back with season five of the mass singer we've got two costumes that have so far been announced the chameleon and grandpa monster or was it was it grandpa monster yeah. or was it grandpa monster what are your thoughts on these two costumes
1: Okay, well the chameleon I'm super interested in because I I didn't get to look at it in depth, but I can't exactly uh like even though the body type is slender. Wait, hold on. Can I peel? Mm. can I can I pull him off? Can I pull him off?
0: Yeah, yeah, pull them off. I mean, you're saying it as if I was going to say no, which would have been Well, wrong. maybe
1: what if you said no?
0: You would have been wrong cuz I wasn't going to do that. What okay, am but I like the the, the fun police? Like that's Oh yeah, happen, it looks man.
1: like Elton John. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! There's a so I'm seeing there's a preview video that's 30 seconds long. There's a pig. There's a pig.
1: There's a pig.
0: There's a pig. Oh no! There's Grandpa Monster.
1: Oh, have you seen the Phoenix?
0: I have. There's also
1: like a futuristic look. Oh, the pig is terrifying. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. No, the pig is a thing of nightmares. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. I hate it. The
0: pig looks like it's like dressed as like a school kid. But also creepy.
1: No, it's it's got those like um. I hate uh, it. I don't like uh, it. What's the pizza place? It's got like Chuck E. Cheese dead inside eyes. It's terrifying. It's the worst. Um, the Liana Phoenix loves looks, the
0: Liana loves the pig.
1: No, the Phoenix looks super cool. There's a porcupine costume that looks pretty legit. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh man, I'm so excited. That's the other thing too. Was watching the Masked Dancer got me re excited about the mass shows. Oh right, I do like watching these. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, The Masked Singer. Yeah! yeah,
0: I'm very, very, very keen to see how all this goes. So obviously, like I said, March 10th, once we have a full cast or some kind of a preview something, we will probably come back to talk about them real quick before the season starts. Basically, it'll be kind of an introductory of if you watch The Masked Dancer and you weren't watching The Masked Singer, we'll give you a reason to do that. Or if it's just for me to get my flippin' redemption on another draft before the season to try and maybe oh. upset Liana, who literally picked the top four in the draft we did. Know, and we right? each picked four people, which is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I thought I, you know, I I'm not gonna lie. I was feeling pretty confident when we did our midseason catch up because I was like, well, I think I definitely have like three of the top five. But to go four for four, ugh, I'm a genius. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you really are a a genius if it comes to mass dancer. But you've not had my number for the mass singer. We'll just have to see if you I know.
1: can overtake I know. me
0: there. Actually, it's you my, know what? It's my blue whale. Is it though cuz did you not win season 3 and 4?
1: Uh I won season sun. 4. I won season 4 for yeah. sure. Uh, but I can't remember if I won season 3. No one cares. I feel like
0: you had candy on your team.
1: Oh, you know what? You're right. I did. I did. I
0: had the other two, and we were convinced it was going to be the turtle or the frog winning, and they didn't.
1: That's right. Because I was convinced I was going to (laughs) lose.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And this was the first finale of the five seasons, well, four plus dancer, where there were more women in the finals than men.
1: Mm -hmm. That's right. Look at that. Look at that.
0: You know what I call that? Growth. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's get on out of here, Liana. But before we do, what are you up to? What are your plugs?
1: Oh, me Okay, yes. So you can follow me on Twitter at Liana R.H.A.P. If you are interested in the show, the Pirate Master, (laughs) which why would you be? But if you are or you just want to hear my beautiful voice one more time, uh, Rob uh, and Aaron Robertson and I all recorded a catch up on the Pirate Master series, which Russell Hance was supposed to be on, I guess, for season two until it got canceled. Anyway, it's just a goofy, silly, fun time. You don't even have to watch the show to listen to the podcast. Definitely check that out. That's in the regular uh, RHAP thread. And then, of course, I'm doing Drag Race with the wonderful Beth Dixon and Amon Adwin. And we're talking about season 13, as well as the absolutely wild UK season that's going on as well. And we're going to have a special guest this week. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. We're going to have a special guest this week. So come on, check on by. We're doing video as well as audio. So if you want to watch the video, you can go to the YouTube page. And am I twitching now? Oh, my God. I am. You can check out my Twitch. I'm at Ism, whatever. Twitch.tv slash Ism because I took Puya's name. How cute.
0: You can find me on all <laughs> major social media platforms. At Puyaism, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch.tv, all the same. Um, I have been talking 90 Day Fiance with Rob every week, which has been a delight. We had a this past week to talk about it after a two week hiatus of no, mm-hmm. uh, no 90 day. It was very nice to get that back. I said two weeks. I meant one week, but been, that was very great. And obviously we'll be back with more mass singer. Big Brother Canada is on the horizon. The circles on the horizon. So I'm sure those are also upcoming projects that I'm very excited for as well. And I stream three plus days a week on Twitch, so you can come check that out. It's always good content there. Just come say hi. And obviously, if you would like to and can, please leave a rating and review for us over on websitecom slash masked It'll ensure that we get. Put out there more. More people are aware of the nonsense that happens here week in, week out. As as you heard these last uh, this last hour. So I hope you enjoyed yourselves because I know we did. Take care, and we will unmask you at the start of the next season.
1: Woo-woo. Bye. Word up. bye!